the Spanish announce table. You have found pro wrestling's best podcast. It is the Spanish announce table with Tim and Tom. If you're watching this live on YouTube, you can see who is who. If you're listening back on the podcast for the first time ever and you don't know who's who, you're going to have to figure it out in the context clues because I'm not going to give it away for you. You should have been here live, should have been watching with us. I mean, you are welcome, of course. If you don't have the time, I get it. You're a busy person. But anyway, it's a pro wrestling podcast. We love to talk about pro wrestling with our pro wrestling friends, which is where you come in. You watch the show live. You chat with us. You talk about what you want to talk about. We'll talk about that, right? You talk mm-hmm. about that on Twitter. You go on Twitter at Table Show. You follow us. You use hashtag Tweet the Table. We'll read some of those on the show. We got some of those. More on that, right? Teaser, Tom. Uh, Come on. Yeah, we're going to talk about some AEW Dynamite. You can be chatting with us live, or you can just listen back to the podcast later and give us a thumbs up sometime. Maybe give us an email, tableshow at gmail.com, or you go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net and you subscribe for free to our newsletter and get all of our daily content delivered right there to your email every day and you can just be like oh look at all this great stuff these guys do and all this fun wrestling content that i can look at and on top of that if you're not a person who checks your email and you do go to the Substack or our website it's all right there as well so either way you get it uh in your inbox or in front of your face when you go to the website we're doing a yeah. lot of cool things i will say again the absolute best value and it's free but it's even should be paid for you guys should be paying for it but the best value is the two to three minute morning videos from the co-host tim rayner it is absolutely awesome the voice is just the perfect way drinking coffee and listening to tim's voice i don't know if there's a better way to start and then you're getting real news you're not getting like hey so CM Punk's Instagram says that he's uh, going to be doing some mean yeah. things in August. It's real shit. Uh, and obviously we're going to talk about that. But I, a key point in the news, I left the CM Punk stuff out. Why? Because all of it at this point is all he it's said. She said bullshit that has not been confirmed by anybody. All I've heard is Warner Brothers say uh, he's not involved in this. And that's Which, the only thing official I've heard, right? Like, that's yeah. it. That's the only thing I know. So I didn't include that because that's a story that's developing, right? That mm-hmm. wouldn't be good journalism to just come out the gate and tell you, eh, here's what's happening. Because I don't know what the fuck's happening with that. Yeah. Right? yeah. But you pick out great stories, Tim, and I'm going to take over right now. And you also are a great co-host. And, Tim, we're doing this show on a Thursday. I tried to get it on a Wednesday. Because it was your birthday. Yeah, it was so I, yesterday. I, mm-hmm. So I got yeah, you something for your birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You let your, what is it, your 20th anniversary of your 21st birthday? Yeah. Very close. So very I got close. you cake. Look, yeah. I got you a oh. lemon and blueberry cheesecake. Oh, that's cheesecake. great. Hand that over. Yeah. I'll eat that right here. Yeah. Well, since you can't, I figured I will. <laughs> yeah. So, Isn't that nice? <laughs> yeah. Thanks. So look, for yeah. T- Tell me how great it would have tasted if I would have been able to eat it. Well, look at this. Here, look. We'll do this. We'll do a little happy birthday oh, look to at that. you. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to the co-host. Happy birthday to you. Hey, Tim, make a wish. Uh, there it is. Yeah. yeah. Yay! That was it. That's what I wish for. Good stuff. Good thinking, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Let's see how it tastes. I made this just I, for you. I bet you made it. Yep. What? Made it what? just for you. What was the brand name on the box? Mmm. <laughs> mmm. 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 And I bet it's delicious. 
good AMR going on right now. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited for you, for me. You yeah. love this, right? Yeah, I this is so would. good. I'm a big yeah. cookies and cream fan, mm. Oreo guy. Well, this is lemon. Oh, and blueberry. Oh, you said lemon and blueberry. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh my god, that sounds delicious. Hold on. Very good. Hold on, Tom. We made I'm this a, just for you. Uh, yeah. I so you you would love this bite. Is that is there more? Like if I come over later, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I could like yeah. grab a. Yeah, piece we didn't make that. one slice. Yeah, okay. we didn't make right. one slice. God damn it. Yeah. yeah. No, I but thought that was the last slice. You're like, no, we made this cake for you. <laughs> this was the last slice. Happy birthday. Let me tell you how great it tastes. You said lemon yeah, blueberry. So See, it's playing with the uh, green screen a little bit, so that's why I thought it was an Oreo base because it looked black, right? But I get it now. I see it now that those are blueberries. That's not a black mm -hmm. Oreo. That's a blueberry with like a yellow lemon frosting there. Mm -hmm. Oh, you man. love this. This is so good. Man, I'm excited. I'm excited for you to enjoy the rest of that cake in honor of me. For my birthday, that's so nice. <laughs> Happy birthday! Yeah, isn't this great? This we is one of the best win. things you've ever done for me on the Spanish yeah. announce table. <laughs> we all win. This is so much fun. I love it. Happy you know, birthday. yeah, seeing you smile is a gift in itself, Tom. <laughs> it's, yeah, <laughs> I love oh, it. Man. I love it. That's fun, you know, and it's great because I had a birthday, which is an anniversary of something that happened a long time ago, right? And each year I celebrate that same day and I go, hey, remember when this thing happened when I was born? Isn't that great? And that's fun. And we like to do that right here on the Spanish announce table uh, as a new thing we're doing each week where we kind of, you know, it, we got to know where we've been to know where we're going, right, with pro exactly. wrestling. And we like mm -hmm. to talk about something that happened uh, on this day uh, for the week coming up. Uh, in pro wrestling history, right? But we've got to make it fun, and we got to have Tom, who's enjoying that cake. Like, it's just has chipmunk cheeks <laughs> full of this great cake for me. You. And, yeah. yeah. This was made for you, Tim. This is the it's best so thing. It's so good. Yeah, it's for so good. You. I love how oh, you were like, God. we got to hurry this up. This thing is melting. And meanwhile, the whole time you're like, man, I got to eat this thing. This looks great. <laughs> hurry, shut, shut up over there and let's get this show yeah, started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrestling, okay. Yeah. Kenny Omega, CM yeah, yeah. Punk. Fans, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I get it. All right, but we're going to talk about some stuff that happened historically in pro wrestling. To make it fun, we're going to make Tom guess a few things here, make it a little bit of a trivia game, right? You're right over there. <laughs> I'm looking at the uh, live chat. Someone left. <laughs> <laughs> probably like what a shitty show this guy couldn't yeah. even finish his dinner Fucking the guy's eating on this show i thought it was wrestling yeah what is this I, a baking I, championship here yeah yeah spanish I'll do that kitchen podcast. table hey, all right i'll do the spring baking yeah. championship podcast. I, I know yeah you'd be all over it justice for jai she should have won mm. but yes yes jai should have right. won she was so good god dang anyhow yes Pro wrestling, that's the thing we talk about. Um, is it? Pro wrestling? Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. Love it. And by the way, uh, hit us up, SpanishAnnounceTable.net. Like we said, subscribe over there or buy our shirt, uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. There's a link right there on the SpanishAnnounceTable.net. And you can donate if you're feeling uh, so philanthropic to donate to the cause over here for the Spanish Announce Table. But let's talk about some stuff that happened in the past in a little segment that we like to call Tom. Are you ready? Are you ready? You got you hop in the Spanish announce time machine here, right? Mm -hmm. We're going back. 
uh, to talk about some pro wrestling. We're going to talk about what happened on this day, May 22nd, 2000. Oh, God. Okay. Yep. Just a young pup, T-Mac. Mm-hmm. WCW Monday Nitro. I know you love WCW 2000, so I like to stop off in 2000 whenever possible for a WCW. I mean, don't we all? That's yeah. that's our real yeah. wheelhouse. Right. WCW Monday Nitro took place May 22nd, 2000, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Daphne defeated Crowbar to win the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. That makes sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. Vince Russo stripped Ric Flair of the World Heavyweight Championship. Stripped him. Took it away from him. And then Kevin Nash would later be defeated in a match for that vacant World Heavyweight title by which wrestler? On this day. May 22nd, 2000. I mean, isn't the easy answer Jeff Jarrett? It's Jeff Jarrett. I know you love WCW 2000, and I know you love cake, and I know you love Jeff Jarrett. Well, one of those things is true, and it's not Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> still, you can do the math, the rest of it, over there. But yes, stripped the title off Ric Flair because that guy doesn't need the world heavyweight title. But we'll give it to Jeff Jarrett. Jeff awesome. Jarrett. <laughs> awesome. And then he did so good last night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's such a he's such a wonderful talent. <laughs> All right, well, we'll move on. And see what happened. On this day. May 23rd, 1993. Oh, Jesus. Okay. All right. 30 years back here, Tom. WCW Slamboree, a Legends reunion, was held at the Omni in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Very on brand, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. All this Sid Vicious made his WCW return after a run as Sid Justice in WWF, defeating Van Hammer. In 35 seconds, <laughs> the main event saw Davy Boy Smith defeat Big Van Vader by disqualification in a World Heavyweight Championship match. And this event also saw the reformation of the Four Horsemen, featuring the combo of Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Ole Anderson, and which wrestler? Sting. It was not Sting. Oh, okay, it wasn't? It was not. Who well, okay. joined the Four Horsemen? Barry Windham. Oh, Barry Windham is Wyndham. not the right answer. This one ah. is an oft-forgot-about Horseman is member. Is it that fucking guy? Is it the fucking it's Roma? Paul Roma. Yeah, fucking Paul Roma. <laughs> fucking yeah. Paul Roma. He was a Horseman for about, until December. And this happened in May. <laughs> it was a very short-lived... Short-lived thing. So, yeah, original members. I think we all know Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Ole Anderson, Tully Blanchard. Tom, there's a bunch of other members. Who can you name here? You Sid. said some of them, right? Sid. Sid is one. Sting. Sting, yep. Paul Roma, we named that. Paul Roma, yep. Barry Windham. Barry Windham, you said, yep. 
Uh, Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko, that's one. I didn't know if you'd get that. Yeah. Uh, Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit. Steve Bongo McMichael. Bongo, yes. Now, are we counting Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning? No. kind of was. Oh, yeah, Kurt Henning. Yeah, Kurt Henning was an actual, at least according to Wikipedia. These are actual members, not affiliate associate members, not honorary Mm -hmm. members. Right, yeah. Kurt Henning, yep. Uh, Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. That's right. Um, We love the Jeff Jarrett. I mean, fucking apparently WCW did. I think you have Um, only one, two that you haven't named. Trying to think. Brian Pillman? Brian Pillman. One remaining. Ah, I can't. Who is it? Lex Oh, Lex Luger. Motherfucker. I knew that. Yeah. Good job, man. You got all them pretty much other than the Lex Luger. And you didn't like saying that were wrong. Yeah. And I knew that. I knew. Fuck. Nice. All right. We will move on and see. Man, that cake. It looks mouthwateringly good. It's so good. You loved it. Yeah. I really, I'm it. sure I would have felt, I would have asked for a second piece probably. You want me to get it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just do the show over here while you go get another slice so that, you know, we really sink this bit in. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, instead, let's talk about what happened. On this day. May 24th, 1973. Okay. All right. The you were what, 12? Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> the second longest NWA World Heavyweight Championship run in history came to an end in Kansas City, Missouri, when Harley Race defeated which wrestler? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On this day. Harley Race defeated this wrestler to end this wrestler's 1,563-day reign as the NWA World Heavyweight Champion right here in Kansas City, home of the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, let me think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Long-reigning NWA champion. Wrestled in Kansas City a lot because of that, obviously. God dang, I, it's not right, but I want to say Dory Funk Jr. It is Dory Funk Jr. It is? It is Dory <laughs> Look at that. I was literally. That's I was what like, I was trying to say. I was like, hey, man, you know, like you've heard the Kansas City history around here. I was like mm-hmm. trying to like. Well, QN, because yeah. I get confused with the Funks and their NWA runs because one of them, obviously, Dory Funk had the long run, but Terry Funk had like a 10-day run. And I always forget who had what. Yeah. So that's where I get confused. Well, we had the yeah. famous uh, Dusty Ric Flair match here too, didn't we? uh, Ric Flair won his first Mm -hmm. uh, championship at Memorial Hall in Kansas City, Kansas, defeating Dusty Rhodes. Yes. Nice, nice, nice. All right. Then we will talk about what happened. On this day. May 25th, 2012. Chris Jericho was indefinitely suspended by WWE following an incident prior to a match with CM Punk in Sao Paulo, Brazil. What did Chris Jericho do? Isn't that interesting that Chris Jericho and CM Punk had an incident and now (laughs) you flash forward to 2023 and apparently they still don't like each other. Crazy how that works. Yeah. Um, what happened you said yes that he was um, indefinitely suspended uh by the wwe 
May 25th, 2012. Incident prior to a match in Sao Paulo, Brazil with CM Punk. I feel like it's something alcohol related. Mm. Was it something like he threw a beer or something? I don't know. Nope. He it? desecrated the Brazilian flag when he threw oh. it on the ground, stomped on it, and kicked it out of the ring. Jericho was forced to make a public apology Right then, when the match was stopped by local security and they demanded he apologize, no charges were filed, though this is an arrestable offense in Brazil. Jericho returned to television one month later on June 25th. (laughs) Isn't that great? Isn't that great? We get so bent out of shape that cloth hit the ground, but we'll make it into a G-string and sell that shit at your local Walmart. Especially in Brazil, yeah. It's all Well, every fucking one. You know what I mean? Like every fucking one. Your your analogy works really well when we're talking about Brazil. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's... You know, don't throw it on the ground. Now I get stomping on it. Like, I could get how people were pissed, but like... A, a restable a fit fuck yeah off. like why yeah that, that that should be criminal is is so silly it's fascist you know you know that it, yeah but my dirt's better than your dirt yeah yep exactly Nerds. all right well, then we'll talk about what happened on this day may 26th 1987 two wwf wrestlers were arrested while driving in New Jersey for a suspected possession of drugs and drunk driving. This was problematic for WWE because these two wrestlers were currently in a high-profile feud against each other on television, Uh and the narrative of these two wrestlers hating each other was shattered when the arrest made headline news. Both wrestlers fired as a result. However, both would have returned to the company in one year. Which two wrestlers, Tom, were arrested here? Speaking about American pride, I don't think... You could get more American pride than Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh! I met him at a baseball stadium at a Big Metro hands. Pro show. Such a nice guy. Yeah. It was for my wife's birthday. She yeah, they did a show it. at the ballpark. Yeah. 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 Took my wife for her birthday because she nice. really wanted to go. She didn't. Um, it was like, this is what And I'm then obviously, <laughs> yeah. And then obviously, uh, it was the Iron Cheek. Cheeky baby. Mm, you're close. Oh, wait a minute. It wasn't? It was one Hold of their on. other foreign cliche racist gimmicks. It was, it was Nikolai Sheik. Volkov. Oh, I thought it was. Man, I always thought it was Iron Cheek and uh, Hacksaw That's Jim That's what Duggan. this uh, website I was using. Let's. Uh, no, you're probably right. I got a smooth, drunk brain, so it's fine. No, you're right. We're going to find out. We're going to fact check. We don't normally do that. Well, while you do that. Another high-profile arrest ended a world championship run. I don't know when it happened, but that always makes me think about when Rob Van Dam became your WWE champion and then quickly, uh, I think it was like three weeks later, got arrested for having marijuana. It was him and old Sabu making the towns with marijuana. Yep. I think it might have been the Sheik. Maybe this was bad info. It was the Sheik probably. No, I don't know. I don't know. Anyhow. They were arrested. You get what happened. Maybe we got bad intel. No, I, you probably don't. I, I, my brain's dumb. Yeah, I don't know. Got, we'll got the out. dumb brain. We'll got the dumb out. brain. We'll figure it out later, and maybe, maybe, maybe we'll bring it back up. But that was what happened. <laughs> Pro wrestling. T- Bobby Heenan School of Journalism over here. Yeah, I tell you what, man. That was a good piece of cake. I'm sweating over here. I'm sweating like a sneeze stuck in a probably, thick bitch. You know what I mean? Doctor about that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you hear <laughs> what right. I said? 
No, I didn't catch you. You were thicker than something, would you? No, I said, uh, I'm sweating like a sneeze stuck in a thick bitch. <laughs> I heard that the other day. I thought That's it was funny. an interesting line there. Yeah, it was an interesting one. Yeah. Hey, Tom, you know, we've got a website. And we were talking about it earlier, SpanishNightsTable.net. Yeah. And we said, you know, you should go subscribe. And when you we say subscribe, you get the newsletter. But it's also part of the Substack platform, right? And Substack oh, is yeah. an online platform where folks can kind of write, mm-hmm. you know, create mm-hmm. these websites like we've created. You can interact. You can comment. And we got a comment, Tom, on one of our posts that we do every day, which is a a match of the day. Tom picks out a match of the day that he finds interesting that you should watch, right? And mm-hmm. talk about it. And somebody who's a recent subscriber, thanks. Thank you. Said so uh, had something to say about it because this match was this was the Kurt Angle and Kennedy, right? Mister Anderson, excuse me, uh, Mister Anderson from mm-hmm. forgetting the TNA pay per view steel cage. It was uh, a steel cage match. Who cares? It yeah. was a steel cage match. They yeah, had locked down. We talked. I about think it was yeah, locked yeah. Okay, so yes, it was that match, and we had a comment, and I want to talk about it. You ready? All right. Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about it. All right. At Adam Ryan on here said, I just recently finished watching all of the TNA pay-per-views from 2010. Angle versus Anderson from lockdown was probably in my top 10 favorite matches of that year. Mm -hmm. Those two were unbelievably great together in all of the matches they had that year, but the cage match was by far the best. Yeah. Well, look, yes. um, But 2010, I've said this. To anyone who will listen, and I'll continue to say it, Kurt Angle is the greatest professional wrestler, and the only reason we don't say that it as a consensus is because he did so much of his work in TNA and not in WWE. But 2010, it kicked off with Kurt Angle versus AJ Styles for the World Heavyweight Championship, which fucking ruled. And then you go into, yeah, the Mr. Anderson-Kurt Angle matches, which no slight at all to Mr. Anderson, but tell me another great Mr. Anderson match. You can't. That's how good Kurt Angle was in 2010. He was yeah. just humming with everyone and just putting on banger after banger after banger. 2010 is a weird year. So if memory serves me correct, I do remember because 2010, you asked me, you told me about this, and then I started racking my brain. So 2010 is the year most known for TNA goes from like taped to live on Monday. Okay. Hulk Hogan takes over him and Eric Bischoff come into town. Right. And so then WWE says, well, fuck off. If you want to have a Monday night war, check this shit out. We're bringing back Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and they're going to fucking hug. And that broke the internet, which, you know, wasn't that necessarily then around there somewhere somehow. Yeah. I don't remember I feel exactly like it... when, cause I was in, I was just getting out of the military in May, 2010 mm-hmm. And so I had missed several years of like TNA for sure and only been kind of mm-hmm. able to keep up with big events from WWE for a good couple of years. So yeah, some of my is, time frame is fuzzy in there too, you know? Yeah, but this is when TNA just tried to throw everything at the wall. So this is when you had like Mick Foley and obviously Sting and then Hogan tried to wrestle. And then you, then you had like the mainstays that were like killing it, which were Kurt Angle AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, even though he's starting to kind of tail off and get a little fucked up, he was still killing it at this moment. Yeah. Um, well, and uh, yeah, great time. I'm glad that you're thinking about your vast knowledge of TNA from 2010, because this comment, which by the way, thanks. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. I brought up for me a new fun segment that I want to try that we'll do occasionally often, right? We're going to call it, what does Tom know? 
<laughs> what, does, <laughs> what does Tom know? And Tom, what does Tom know about TNA 2010? This is quick. This is some easy things here, I think. And, you know, hopefully you'll be able to get some of this. Uh, mm-hmm. 12 pay-per-view events for TNA in 2010, Tom, right? One each month. Pretty simple, mm-hmm. right? Genesis you know, was the first one. There you go. Yeah. Well, there's a question I was going to ask you. How many of these oh, yeah. TNA pay-per-views can you name? So let's start with oh. that one. You got Genesis. Right? Genesis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Genesis, Bound for Glory. Bound for Glory was their October. Genesis was January. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, lockdown. Lockdown. No, no, no. Well. Lockdown. Yep. Lockdown was April. Uh, um, against All Odds. Against All Odds is their February pay-per-view. Yep. I think Scott Steiner will give you a name for one of them. Destination X or something. Destination X is their March. Yep. Yes. Slammiversary. Slammiversary. Yep. Hmm. That was their June pay-per-view. Yep. Uh-huh. The numbers spell disaster for you. Hmm? When did the numbers spell disaster? For uh, for Samoa Joe. Oh yeah, um, I I can't. Yeah, um, yeah, I can hear it, but I can't. Yeah. Uh, yep, yep. I can't. That's all I got. That's yeah. all I got. All right, then we have sacrifice in May, which is when the numbers spell disaster for Samoa oh, Joe. Oh, yes, yes, sacrifice, yep. sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait a minute. Let me try it. Okay, yep. now you have July left, August left, September left, November, and December. The final month. Final month. Wasn't there a fucking like a like a country road or fucking there was a road one one there? You're on the right track. You're on the right road. I'll give you that. There is a road based name. Yeah, some country bullshit. Victory. Victory Victory Road. Victory Road is the July pay per view. We're looking for August, (laughs) September. Or no, excuse me. August, September, November, and December. The final month. December. TNA's pay-per-view. I, I said lockdown, right? I said, said lockdown. lockdown. It was April. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm throwing was, it in the towel. That's there was hardcore justice in August, right? Wouldn't have got that yet. No, no surrender in September. Wouldn't have got that one. Turning point was in November. I wouldn't have ever got that one. And final no. resolution. Oh, final I shouldn't do it. Yeah, right. I was trying to give you hints on that one. That's the twelve. Now, Tom, eleven How of those. How many did I get? Tw- huh? How many did I you get? You got a good chunk. You got. Let's see. You got Genesis against all odds. Destination X. Lockdown. Um, Slammiversary. Victory Road. Mm-hmm. So we were at six there. Uh, you got Bound for Glory. So seven, I think. Seven, yeah. yeah. 2010, yeah. TNA pay-per-view names, good job. Come on, man, thanks. 12 of those shows emanated from, or 11 of those 12 shows emanated from Florida, 10 of mm. those being in the Impact Zone in Orlando, one at the Crown Center in Daytona Beach, Florida. However, there was one show at the Family Arena. Where? Sounds like Nashville. It was Lockdown. Wait, family, wait, 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 St. Louis? Family Arena in St. Charles, Missouri. Yeah, yeah, St. Louis. Louis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, oh, was that, okay, hold on. Was that the pay-per-view that they did the electrocution cage match Ooh, with the sure. Dudleys? Well, I think it's the one that you were talking about. That's the one that had, um, let's look that one Anderson up. and, um, 
Yeah, but and but then I don't remember was, if that was the electrocution. <laughs> team, yeah, because it was Team 3D electric, yeah, electrified and versus LAX. Yes, mm, nice. lockdown 2007. Right. That that might be the match of the day this week. I'll tell you All right. right. That was so, so 33 names were contestants in the 12 main events across the uh, 12 months here, right? Mm-hmm. Five of those were in one main event. Four of them were in two main events. Two of them were in three main events. One of those names was in four main events, and two of them were in five main events. Who's tied? Who are the two wrestlers that were in the most main events at five each of the 12 main events in TNA 2010? Kurt Angle. Mm, Wrong. Kurt Angle was in four. Sting. Or no, he was in two. Kurt Angle was only in two. Excuse me. Really? Yeah, he was one of the four names in two. Sting is also one of the four names that were in two. No shit, really? Yep. Mm-hmm. I know. This is an interesting list. So um, who had the most? You can start guessing any of the 33 names, but I'm looking for the two names yeah. that were in five main events each out of the 12 main events in TNA 2010. <sighs> It couldn't have been Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan was in none. He was not on okay. this list yeah, of 33 yeah, names. Yeah, good, good, yep. good, good. Your favorite AJ Styles? is on this list. AJ Styles? Um, AJ Styles was in three main events. He was one of two folks that were in three main events. Jeff Jarrett? Jeff Jarrett was in one main event. Nah, God damn it. I'm, I feel like I'm getting farther away. Uh-huh. So it wasn't Sting. It wasn't Kurt Angle. Scott Steiner? Scott Steiner was not on this list. God damn. Bud? Jeff, I said Jeff Hardy. You said no. No. Um, you did not say Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy? Jeff Hardy was one of the names. Yeah. We're in okay. five main events in TNA. Because this was the belt. Remember that silly ass belt they made yes. for him specifically for TNA? He made it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he made it. Yeah, like blue know. in the dark and things. It was like early Naomi stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Was this main event Mafia time? So Kevin Nash? Kevin Nash is not on this list either. Um, nope. Mm-mm. Rob Van Dam? Rob Van Dam was the other name that was in five main events in TNA 2010. Who else joined AJ Styles in three main events? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, we missed four, but three, yeah. AJ Styles had three main events. Who also was in three main events? It is not AJ Styles. It's not Rob Van Dam. It's not Jeff Hardy. It's not Kurt Angle. It's not Sting. It's not Jeff Jarrett. But it is a TNA mainstay. Samojo. Early TNA guy. Not Samojo's not on this list either. Really? TNA. God yeah. dang. Um But but uh, a TNA yeah. original. Jeff Jarrett? Nope, you already said Jeff Jarrett. He was oh, okay. Main event. TNA original. Robert Roode? Robert Roode was in one main event, but this is not the person who was in three main events alongside AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Nope. All right. Who was it? I don't no. know. It was Abyss. Abyss. Oh! You forget about him because he know. just disappeared after. I know, but he was a TNA mainstay. Oh, he yeah. He picture like his whole time. Oh, yeah. There. Absolutely. Yeah. Four main events, a name you, we've already mentioned, we've talked about tonight. Four main events, Mr. Anderson. Mm, Four wow. main events. Also joining Sting and Kurt Angle with two main events, 
is Matt Morgan. Oh, God. And D'Angelo De Niro, another favorite guy of yours. I don't know if you caught me calling you Bud earlier. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I'm, oh, you, here you go. For anyone who's new listening, I fucking do not like that guy. So I won Fan of the Night at a TNA house show, which, yeah, I went to a TNA house show. That's and one Fan of the Night at it. And I won Fan Well, I always yeah. win Fan of the Night. I'm a fucking psychopath. So I win. Yeah. Uh, so I go backstage and I get to meet the wrestlers and I'm meeting Kazarian. I met Abyss. I met, um, oh, uh, who are the Velvet Sky? I met the beautiful people. Yeah. Angelina Love. I met her as well. Uh, who else did I meet? Uh, I met a, some, a couple of other people, but then I left fucking pissed because I asked D'Angelo fucking numb nuts Hope. over here whatever the fuck it is and i said um hey can i get a picture he says what'd you say i said hey bud i'm sorry can i get a picture he goes yes but my name's not bud and then he like no sells it and then there's like mean mugs in the picture and i'm like fuck you yeah you I don't fucking... want this picture now yeah, now i gotta delete jerker. this in front of you just to you know <laughs> yeah yeah, and I was like, the only reason I did is just to show that I met you. I didn't really fucking care to meet you. I just you. thought I was of just a wondering. fun TikTok series we could do where we meet the wrestlers, right? We get the picture and then immediately like have them see us deleting the photo and be like, that was that was shitty. That sucked. <laughs> well, <laughs> my favorite thing to do, if you ever meet a celebrity and in, in advance, you're like, this guy's acting like a dickhead. Or this woman. Women can act like that too. So right? when you meet us. Yeah. The, this is what I did to John Jones, UFC heavyweight champion, one of the greatest fighters of all time. Complete jerk. Just, and maybe he was having a bad day. I don't know. But he was being a jerk on this day. I'm in line to meet him with my friend. I meet, uh, I'm with my friend, and uh, we're starting to get up there. And it's Ozone for Tim. Yeah. You know who that is. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of ozone stable kind of just individual. In his own world. Well, he's just kind of in his own world because yeah. we were calling the fights. And so it was intermission. Oh, okay, so he's kind gotcha, of in his yeah. own world, right. doing his own thing. But know? he's present, but yeah. he's just in his, in the ozone. Yeah. Presence. He was a yeah. special character. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so as we get closer, I just see John Jones putting his arm around people, not even like making eye contact, looking around like during the photo. And so I was like, ozone, follow my lead. And he's like, what? I was like, just follow my lead. He's like, all right, cool. Whatever. And we get up to John Jones and then I hand him my phone and I said, Hey, could you take a picture of us? And he looks at us and he's like, what? I was like, yeah, could you, could you take a picture of me and my friend? No. And just like pushes it back in my chest. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, good. Fuck you. That's pal. Really like, hey guy. Uh, listen. Yeah. Would you mind? Well, it got him back. Yeah. yeah. Cause he was like doing one of these things. Oh, it's a good F you really humble. That is someone. a good one. Yeah. That is a yeah. good one. Yeah. That's definitely a good one. Uh, and then I guess rounding out. The three individuals left who were each in one main event in TNA 2010 is mm-hmm. uh, Desmond Wolf. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. so good. Yep. James Storm. Oh, okay. And mm-hmm. Sabu, because we had the Rob Van Dam, so they brought in Sabu. I tell you what. That's what Tom knows. Yeah, and I tell you what. Desmond Wolf, he had a great series of matches with Kurt Angle. I bet you that was the main event was him and – uh Kurt Angle, but Desmond Wolf, obviously Nigel McGinnis for Ring of Honor fans. Uh really, really good stuff in TNA, especially in 2010. Yeah, and career cut short from health issues, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's um mm-hmm. but yes, the 
commentary. Kind of a similar thing with Corey Graves, right? Where medical yep. issues led to an in-ring stoppage, but we've discovered like pretty good at this commentary thing, right? <laughs> Definitely do that. Yeah, absolutely. So then, yeah, that's all we had for what does Tom know? And on this day, some of the fun stuff. We urge you get in contact with us, right? Comment on our stuff. You might spurn a fun conversation about who the hell knows what, right? Yeah, we've got tweet the tables coming up as we talk about AE. W Dynamite, which was a really fun episode, if I do say so myself. We're going to talk about it as we break down. Tom doesn't seem to like this one. Oh no, I do. Oh, yeah, get, okay. get me right, on a you. get me on a single shot real quick. All right, because before we really get into our breakdown, uh, inject Hangman Adam Page in an eye patch right into my veins. This was so. Oh my god. Hmm? What up? Oh, I just wanted to fucking run through a wall for Hangman. Like, what up, motherfuckers? Huh? Let's go get our fucking horses and ride and fucking be vigilantes. Yeah, I don't God, even know where we're going, school. but we're just we're going there together. Oh, yeah. God, wasn't it fucking cool? It was cool. Oh, we're going to get cool. to it. But th- this shot right here, inject that into my fucking veins. Tie it up. Right there. It was know how so... to do that pretty well. Like you were... I'm from Independence. You know what I mean? I've seen it a time or two. Right there. No. Um, let's talk about dynamite. I hear that cake so... plate. You're really still looking for crumbs over there, aren't you? You're just... uh... <laughs> All right. So speaking of crumbs, uh, Wardlow comes out looking for a reaction. And no one gives a shit. But he comes out. Dress like a bouncer at your local nightclub. And he says, hey, Christian, you made a lot of promises. So I want you to make good on them. And spit in my face, which I, man, if I would have had time, I was going to steal that as a sound clip that we were going to use forever. I don't know what that was about, but like, I mean, I get get it in the context of what we've been doing already, but like, it's a weird thing to just have out there now of you just being like, spit in my face. It's just weird. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially in 2023, that's yeah. for sure. Uh, so long story short, they beat up Wardlow, and they throw him through a ladder. Then they do the kill switch on the ladder. Yeah. Well, we have Wardlow... a tweet the table about oh, okay. this scenario. And, I mean, it, it, it kind of – I mean, it, it's around the whole subject. Because, yes, like you said, they put him through the table. They talk shit. They do the smell my dick, right? Ladder. Put ladder, ladder, right, right, excuse yep. me, right. It's the ladder because they're going to do the ladder match. But mm-hmm. then it's all, you know, it's setting that up. Uh, he said that later, right, after they walked away, right, or something yep. like that, yeah, and yeah. he's coming yeah, to yeah. or something. Or something. Did somebody come mm-hmm. to save him? I forget what happened. Arn Anderson. Arn I'll Anderson. tell you about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Backstage. So that's, you know, like, oh, yeah, that comes later, right, the, the announcement of the ladder match. Yeah, so they throw him mm-hmm. through the ladder, and that's cool. But, like, I, I want to talk about, what Brian J. Bay Bay has to say here. And he says, maybe it's just me, but I don't think Luchasaurus needs the one road warrior shoulder pad. He's big and tough enough without it. Hashtag tweet the table. Uh, yes and no. Uh, yes. In that he's an imposing looking figure, right? When, when you look at him, he's a fucking athletic guy and he's tall and he's mm-hmm. big and he should intimidate anybody. I think they put him in a mask because, if you've seen like, I don't know that it comes across as as menacing. Does it like just his normal resting face, right? So I think the mask was more for that reason. And if he's going to be Luchasaurus, well then we need a Lucha dinosaur. And a mask is somewhat, but like you know that helps, right? Now he's got the spikes, right? But he doesn't necessarily need it. But like without it, 
Luchasaurus doesn't make a whole lot of sense either, right? If it's just a mask that may or may not be allowed to be used in the future if you follow the pro wrestling news. So, <laughs> yes and no. But what are your thoughts on this? Like, is it – it's borderline, right? For me, it's like, man, you can't do much more, right? Yeah, you can't go other shoulder. I think – so I think this. I think obviously if you're going to say Lucha, you need a mask. Anything Lucha, right? Lucha, Soros, Lucha, Tiger – gotta have a mask lucha means lucha. mask here in america fellas basically yeah basically <laughs> so the mask is needed now i think shoulder pad adds some distinction because if you're just having a mask well then you know you could be chris canyon or uh any of these other wrestlers that have kind of just gone by the wayside in mr. the mid america. card mr america yeah any of these people <laughs> whatever happened to that who, guy yeah i don't know hmm, heard he's racist um but <laughs> <laughs> is he? I don't know. Did you hear uh, that? That's weird. Mr. America. Yeah. America racist? That's weird. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> no, um, don't believe it. <laughs> so I think adding the shoulder pad says like this person looks different if we put all of the mask big men in a line, right? The other thing that I think helps him having a mask and the shoulder pad, and again, not necessarily the shoulder pad, is his tattoos add some distinction of he's not just a big dude like Wardlow. Wardlow is a paint by numbers pro wrestling action figure. With Luchasaurus, he's got those tattoos where it's like, well, what does that mean? Well, it means I'm kind of into dinosaurs. Look at the mask now, right? Um, I don't think he should wrestle in the fucking shoulder pad, no. but walking out in it. I and I don't think he will, but I've got the solution of what's going on here. Right? So, again, if you're in the business of hiring podcasters, Tony Khan, which may or may not have been said in the news. Yeah, he hired one of them. Yeah. Um, Luchasaurus. So, my question was more like, okay, I get, all right, if I'm breaking this down, we said, like, we thought this was going to be Luchasaurus takes on Wardlow with Christian managing Luchasaurus. We've been at least swerved for the moment, if not, you know, long-term here, uh, for this is about Christian. Christian's going to win or, or take on Wardlow, excuse me, for the for the TNT title, right? With, with you know, Luchacanosaurus, big red monster that could, Luchasaurus helping him out. Well, I thought to myself, okay, well, I mean, I kind of, if I'm being honest, I think Christian's better at this right now than Luchasaurus is, right? We got to get Luchasaurus where we're going which is more what I think is happening here, right? This is going to be to build up Luchasaurus somehow, is what my spidey senses are saying, right? And this is, we're going to get Christian berating the Luchasaurus because he's not helping him correctly, right? And he's like, look at you, you think you're a dinosaur? This is stupid. I keep telling you, this stupid shoulder thing, now you got a tail, right? Like he keeps adding stuff. And he's like, you're an idiot. You're not a dinosaur. You're a man. You're a six foot 17, you know, 400 pound man. You're a man. Austin, right? Whatever his name is, whatever, right? Then we get yeah. that run. And then we get Jungle I'm Boy a dinosaur! helping him remember who he is. I'm a dinosaur, right? The crowd's chanting. He's like, no, I'm a man. And they're like, dinosaur, dinosaur, dinosaur. dinosaur. Oh, yes. and you can make shirts that just say, I'm a dinosaur. I'm a dinosaur. Yeah, I identify as a dinosaur. Or, or yes, you know, like, go into all of that stuff, right? Yes. yes. That yes. better be where we're going, because otherwise, like, I mean, you know, Christian doing heel stuff is always fun. But, I mean, this well, isn't leading to anything, right? No, but I do think it helps with, okay, so I think, 
we'll get to our picks in two weeks, but spoiler, I think Christian wins the ladder match. And then I think Luchasaurus is a good buffer that you have to get through him first to then get to Christian, who is the champion, right? So I think that's what they're going to do for the interim. But yes, eventually it's, I'm a dinosaur. And then the shirts could be so fucking cool. It could be like, a, you know, when you uh, go to the doctor or whatever, and you're checking all the boxes, you know, and it says like man, woman, and then it could be dinosaur and it have a check mark right there at the bottom. That's what it needs to fucking be. Dinosaur. Dinosaur. Fucking sell little micro brawler dinosaurs. Like not luchasaurus, like actual, not an actual, but like dinosaurs. That's what you fucking yeah. need to do. God damn. Yeah. Tony Khan. Look, two things you need to do. Hire us and blink. That's fucking <laughs> come on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just hire us. We'll make sure you blink. We'll make sure you get some water in you because you need yeah. a little water, right? A little bit of extra water in you every once in a while, right? Good Maybe some hydrated. gum because you know, Good might need to, to be you know like I, I, we've been through this. Like I know how to help mm-hmm. you here. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll help you with that. We've got. I feel like we should email this story idea. The I'm a dinosaur yes! storyline because this is gold. I love it. Yes, I, it's one of my favorites. This would be a hangman no. uh, self esteem level storyline. One million percent. Yeah, can't wait. Um, all right, so let's get back into our recap of Dynamite after uh, Christian Cage and Luchasaurus uh, beat up old Wardlow. We get into our first match, and I don't know why this match happened because it's the firm Big Bill Morrissey, that's what I'm calling him, and Lee Moriarty taking on Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen. Yeah. When did Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen be like, let's fight together? I guess uh, on the car ride over? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I didn't necessarily hate it. And, you know, two like-minded individuals kind of on their own path saying, I respect you, I respect you, so let's fight the bad guys. I understand as like a high-level overview, but I didn't see why they did this. But they did it, and it was fun. And Darby and Orange Cassidy get the victory because Darby Allen needs to look strong going into the pay-per-view. What did you think? Anything that stands out about our first matchup of the night? No. It was just that, right? I felt Mm -hmm. like I was a little weird out about, like, like, it felt to me like we were like, hey, we're stalling the (sighs) Pillars storyline, which is kind of what we did all night long. Well, it was a ish. Yeah, I felt like all four of them had to be shown in what they are. Right? It's the high flyer. It's the death defying guy. It's the I guess now a baby face, and then it's the ultimate heel MJF. You know what I mean? So I got it, but yeah, didn't really advance too much. Uh, so yeah, after Darby and Orange Cassidy get the uh, pinfall victory, we go backstage, and the Young Bucks are in the parking lot, and they're being interviewed. And they say Kenny Omega's banged up, but he'll be okay. And then the Blackpool Combat Club just snake around them and corner them. And then the Young Bucks say, we're going to hit you before you hit us. Throw the luggage, but three against two. Numbers advantage. Young Bucks get beat up. What would you think about Young Bucks getting beat up right off the jump? Well, we always like the Young Bucks getting beat up. And violence, right? That's what we're here for in the pro wrestling. And this is where... This is Tom and I talk about this. We like the storylines that drive 
our reason to care about who wins the amazing match that we'll watch, right? We like it in that kind of order, right? Mm -hmm. I don't care that we just know these two guys do the flips the best, so we build a storyline where they talk about, I do the flips better, no, I do the flips better, and then we get a flip. I don't like that. Nope. We want this, right? We want the violence that leads to, right, I care about who's fucking coming away on top as being tougher, cooler whatever we want to say is going on here like a fight for supremacy i guess over who's the top dog who's really the elite of the elite here right yeah who's the who is the dna of aew moving forward is it the foundation of which this was founded on the elite or is it this new way of thinking old school mentality of blackpool combat club i think that actually needs to be said a little bit more of like what we're fighting for is the definition of what AE is going forward. I think that would add a little yeah. bit more to it. Look, if FTR didn't do flips, not, you know, or fists, no, fl- not flips, they should have been using that line, right? It should have been, yeah, you know, like they should be talking about hold your hand wrestling. Like, mm-hmm. we're t- <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the Young Buck style mm-hmm. versus let's throw the some Europe elbows and break some yeah. teeth out. Yeah. Uh, all right. So then, as we talked about earlier, Wardlow is interviewed in the trainer's room. Arn Anderson rolls up and he's angry and he's like, what the hell? What are you going to do about it? Stop being a punk ass bitch. And then that's when Wardlow says, oh, you know what I'm going to do? Ladder match, double or nothing. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get myself killed. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. You know do. what I'm going to do? I'm going to give them what they want, a title shot. Because bad behavior is rewarded, CM Punk. Nah, allegedly. Um, and then we go to commercial break. Not for A Steel. Come back. I guess. Huh? Not for A Steel, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> As the stories may say, allegedly again. I don't. I, I don't Can, side, side note. It's a side quest. Can we just. I think I've said this on the podcast before, but I think it needs to be said again. Can we just talk about the dynamic that. Two basketball players on camera got into a fist fight who were teammates during a game. And then within a week, we're playing in a game again together, high-fiving after a win. Yeah. And then this scuffle that happened, check notes, in September yeah. is still being discussed as if a fucking bomb was dropped in Hiroshima. Yeah. Like, it was a fist yeah. fight. I've seen Patrick Mahomes be angry and yell at coaches on the sideline and then win a Super Bowl later that year with those people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it happens. I saw, it happens. I yeah. saw Travis Kelsey uh, in 2019, the year we won Super Bowl 54, yeah. shove our offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy uh, and then hug him later that game. I played pickup basketball religiously every night of the week for several years running in the military right and i i remember specifically being on a team with a guy who we got into it he started yelling at me and i basically had to threaten him was like i will choke you out here in the middle of a goddamn basketball court you keep talking to me this way (laughs) right but there we are later no 10 15 seconds later playing basketball together like teammates yeah we can get over this idea that like it's impossible for these folks to get along and work together because they had an argument about some stuff because they don't like each other and it was a fist fight. No one got shot. No one got stabbed. Someone got bit allegedly, which get over it. And yeah, every close friend I've ever had since high school, outside of you, I've punched in the face and have punched me in the face. Oh, and it's coming at some point. 
Well, yeah, but like <laughs> it, it would have happened if we didn't do all these fucking Zoom calls. But yeah, yeah, uh, if we were still in the same studio for this yeah. long. <laughs> it yeah. would have happened already. <laughs> But I just get the fuck over it. What would have it. been the moment? <laughs> now I gotta know. No, I gotta who go knows? Back yeah. and listen to who find knows? out. Like this would have been the moment he would have punched me across the yeah. desk. <laughs> there was a lot of dark moments, so who knows? I mean, on my side, I'm just saying, like me, I was in the. the it would uh, probably I, would have been one of the P.S. moments. <laughs> God, I forgot about that until you said that oh you motherfucker yeah so can we just get over it can you guys stop this is a this is an industry where you all fucking tell me that this is this is a real sport you know what we do to our bodies you know the sacrifice you know the mentality and it's like you can't get over a fucking fist fight allegedly it was a fist fight i don't even know if it was a real fist fight it's just i don't get yeah to me go- here's where the difference lies and I, I mean we said something about you know a steal and i don't mean to necessarily say you know i mean like they've all have fault to some extent in this scenario that broke down right somewhere along the lines right like as with the complexities of real life everybody did something wrong and everybody did something right you know what i mean and it led to this weirdness um when it was this from what we do seem to understand is that like everybody was a willing participant in this fight right like they all were like, fuck you. And they, then they were like, well, fuck you back. And be like, well, if you want to say something, come find me. And they're like, okay, we will come find you. And then they found them. And then they found out, right? They all just kind of tussled and it got broke up. That seems pretty normal. And I feel like that's something that can be worked through. It's not like you have one employee who every time has a problem, goes and finds the person they have a problem with and elbows them and abuses them. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what's happening here. It's two guys talk shit. And, you know, or, or, you know, two groups talk shit that wound up in a brawl. It, and it was, it was matters it like from an employee perspective. If you're a W, if you think it's on site still with these folks, then we can't do it. But I got to think with what we've heard of like all the talks that have been happening that like they got the feeling that it, it's not on site necessarily, but we just probably shouldn't have them on site together all that often. <laughs> right. Like, I just, cause they've still got things to finish with it. Right. But I it just, sounds like it's being worked through, but also just shut the fuck up. The fuck. Right. Get over it. Like at some point, you just seem like the needy ex-girlfriend from all accounts where you're still holding on to feelings that you just need to move well, and hear, on. Hear about this. Yeah. With both sides, even. All I hear is like, okay, so it's not, it's not like he slept with my wife, right? Like it's yeah! none of these things, right? It's all like, well, he didn't, he said he shouldn't have to shake my hand in the locker. Like, get the fuck over yourselves, all of them. The whole lot of them on all the sides. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he spread rumors about me. Okay. F- fucking, that's a You're workplace. You're famous, you dumb fuck. I think that's what yeah. happens to you. <laughs> well, and it's also a workplace. You know what I mean? Fucking rumors are spread about everyone at their workplace. There's probably 10 about me. There's probably 30 about Tim. Like, it, it's everywhere. I saw so people like, you worked with at your wedding. I heard rumors that I know weren't true. They probably were. Who knows? But, like, I heard something yeah. I knew were true also. <laughs> yeah, probably. But, like, I just don't. And also, you fucking nerds. 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 You nerds. You fucking nerds. Can you stop talking about Are you listening, nerds? 
Yeah, can you just stop talking about him? There's no news. There's no fucking news about any fucking thing about this guy. And also, it's not Jesus. He's not going to come back and change lives. It's CM Punk. Shut the fuck up! Yeah, we'll get a couple decent promos out of the guy, right? That's. I don't that's, even care about that. I don't care about. But that's what I'm saying. It's like that's that's. If we're at least taking a realistic gauge on what might happen, guys, I, I again am challenging this narrative that like, he's like the long lost, would have been Hulk Hogan of a generation or something. Like he'll come in, he'll give us some solid A promos, and that'll be fine. We don't have just, to treat it like it's this major thing. Yeah, I've never understood yeah. this this or aura oh, around, around CM Punk. Oh, I get it. I know why. It's because this fucking IWC cares more about backstage than in the ring. They don't care about the storylines. They just say, oh, Christian, just turn on Luchasaurus so we can get on to the next thing so that I can predict the next match outcome because I'm so fucking cool. But did you know Christian Cage's middle name is actually Alexander? Ooh, and he kissed a girl backstage that wasn't his wife. Ooh, shut the fuck up. I just want to. This is why we quit this fucking thing one time. It's because I'm tired of you fucking idiots talking about CM Punk and Warner Brothers had a meeting. Shut the fuck up. Were you in it? Were you fucking in it? Like, Solid member of the Table Nation and new fan of ours. Talked about not catching the first nine years of this podcast yeah we're catching right a glimpse here. of it right yeah, now just, and tom did have to quit for a while i couldn't because because yeah. i just what, shut the fuck up no one yeah it's a television show yeah they're all going by fake fucking names for the most part john cena i know is fucking john cena but you get what i'm saying luchasaurus isn't his real name right wardlow isn't his real name so like shut the fuck up about these people and their real lives why are you so you know we'll say about uh, cm punk made one good point about that whole rant thing that everyone kept talking about he did talk about in a video he made about the parasocial relationship fans have with oh, these yeah. wrestlers and how it's unhealthy and toxic. That's my whole fucking beef with all of this wrestling bullshit. Yeah. I just fucking can't take oh, it. Oh, hear me out. Look, that we we've discussed CM Punk a lot on this podcast and how I personally get the feel that yes, it's character, but we get the feel that like he doesn't really have a character. He just goes out and plays himself. And I get the feel that I don't particularly like that guy, right? Which is fine. He probably doesn't like me. So, fine, you know what I mean? Like, he, didn't, he doesn't give a shit. So, why would I give a shit? So, that's how I've always treated it. But it, he's not always wrong about everything he's ever said. And that's why I think a lot of people like him. Because some of the things he said at certain points in his career were something that was on the minds. And, and you know, uh, kind of captured the voice of a lot of folks at a moment. But... I feel like he's been living off of that for a long time because he hasn't done that in a long time. He doesn't have like, he doesn't have his finger on the pulse of today's wrestling to like speak to management and tell them what they're doing wrong and how they should be like listening to the fans in a way that they aren't, especially not in AEW. So I guess just to me, what made him the icon that he was isn't what he is now. And I don't get why we're still, treating him like he is because that's where i get where I, like everybody has this excitement where it's like like i said like this would be long lost star of the show but he just didn't play well with management but all of that's been a facade right like all well, but, of that's gone yeah 
But my point is, I don't give a fuck if I don't give a shit (laughs) if he jerks off Tony Khan every Wednesday night. Don't care. I don't care if he fucking punches Tony Khan in the face every Wednesday night. I don't. Or does both? Yeah, I do not give a fuck about anything I don't see on screen. Don't give a fuck. And that you do not you, Tim. You, the general you, is fucking weird to me. It's so fucking weird. Now, there are interesting stories, i.e., did you hear fill-in-the-blank wrestler saved a kid from drowning in a pool? Oh, sure, the news, right? Like, we do the news, That's news. news. Yeah, yeah. that's news. Right. But but this whole idea that, hey, uh, and again, I'm reckless speculation here, but uh, Anna Jay and Jungle Boy have broken up, and Anna Jay is now interested in ty Mello in a weird uh change of events i don't fucking care i yeah. do not fucking care if you somehow feel connected to these people that you admire because you, you have this knowledge that's false feeling for you I, I need you to understand if you're listening to this podcast and you're like i love wrestling so much now i know these things like tom just said well, anna jay has been seen hanging out with other guys and yeah. it's not right you're not in on the club Right. That's not what like you're not in on the group because you found that out online. Right. Like that's that's not a thing. Right. Like you're not part of the group. You you, in fact, are putting yourself in less admirable light to the folks that you admire so much. Oh, and it's just also. Yeah. To speak to that real quick, and we'll get back into our dynamite thing. I'm, I'm yeah, coming going back off down. on a long tangent on this one, but I, I mean, know there's a lot of pent up frustrations here. It's just so fucking. This stupid. is therapy, if we're being honest, for us. I just want to fucking, <laughs> like, mm, I just want to, I just want to. Mm, Tell me, Thomas, what is it you want to do? Want, I just want to fucking choke them until they see that their life is about to come out of their fucking brain, and then let them go and be like, straighten the fuck up. Metaphorically. Metaphorically. Metaphorically general you <laughs> yeah. use um, that in your next uh you know yeah. counseling session metaphorically yeah, I will. of course metaphorically obviously in case there's in no. case there's any mandated reporting that needs to be so. yeah. yeah well but yeah there's no one particular there's no person i'm thinking of when i say this it's just right the collective the, iwc it sounds like yes 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 that is one million percent the thing but the other thing that i just hate about this culture that just drives me up a fucking wall is the predictive I, I told you so shit. Oh yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Now, if you said, Hey, I saw a detail five weeks ago and I think that this is going to happen. And then it does be like, dude, we do that here. That cool? You know what I mean? And we'll, we'll do that with fans like that is normal. Right. It, especially like you'll do that in regular sports. Oh, I bet on the next play they run a, uh, yeah. they they run the ball up the a gap right. And yeah, they do it. Exactly. And they're like, see, and that's cool. And you go, ah, that was smart. Right. You get that. Like, but you then know, if it doesn't happen, yes. It's right. fine. Right? It's I fine. also don't care if you predicted that 14 out of 27 times and that's better than, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't care. Yeah. And <laughs> even more so, and even more so is that like, if you read the report of uh, CM Punk's coming back to collision at, at uh, Chicago and then it happens, but like, see, I told you, like, it, who yeah. cares? Well, it also, yeah, it wasn't because, like, you, like, CM Punk called you up and was like, hey, pal. Yeah, what huh? should I do? Should yeah. I go back to right. Chicago? And you read a report a of somebody else who broke that news already. <laughs> and also, it just, who cares? We're all going to get to that point. The speculation of 
collision and where the first show is and who's going to be on it guess what to everyone it's going to happen we're yeah. all going to get to that same I fucking to, point at the same time i had to in making these news posts for the last couple of weeks try really hard to make sure that like i was removing the cm punk talk out of it because all of it has always been speculation where it is it's supposed yeah. to be they say i was just like well until they announce it and that's, I'm not saying yeah. it. And nobody's yeah. announced it. And in fact, the only announcement that mentioned his name has said no. But even then. I, I, <laughs> but, and then that was it. Yeah. But even then, who cares? Who cares? Right. Hey, Dynamite was fun. Uh, Sammy Guevara beat Exodus Prime. Did you know that? It happened. And then Sammy Guevara cut a promo. Yeah, he did that. Did he? I mean, Here's he did. the thing. Here's the here's the weirdest spot that I think anyone is in in AEW. Sorry for the rant. I just get worked up when I just see stupidity. My I'm fucking podcast, damn it. Well, it just I shouldn't <laughs> say the stuff, but it just drives me up a wall. Um, and I'm fine. Everything's fine. This is sports hate. I don't even care about it. Um, my life's great except for a tumor. Uh, I'll tell but, you something I don't fucking care about. Yeah, I can tell you some real shit that will like make me fucking cry, but I won't get there. Um, but Sammy Guevara, he's in the weirdest spot in AEW because he's in the JAS. He wears the fucking jacket. He makes out with Ty Mello up on the top of the stage. But then he does this thing that he did last night where he says, I remember being in Texas. I remember coming up on these streets and making the towns and getting paid hot dogs yeah. and Boy, I tell you what, yeah, my it all like got this me to hear. Well, and okay, yeah, like, but the story isn't unique, right? Like, you didn't overcome Chris Jericho denying you a title shot, and then you got past that to get to this point. You just said, "I worked hard when I was a kid." Okay, uh, and hear me out. Like, I I get it. There are a lot of places in America that are rough to grow up in, but like, we're you're, it's Texas. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's I mean, like, there's some rough spots in there. I'm gonna give you that, but oh. like. Again, like you said, it's not unique. I've got, I can introduce you to probably 100 million people in America that have got a similar story to that. Well, yeah, especially in the wrestling industry. Oh, you you, you got a handshake and a hot dog for yeah. the first eight months of your career? Yeah, go listen to all of our, yeah. yeah, go listen to all of our wrestling interviews and how they started from Jeremy Wyatt to fucking Mick Foley, and they're going to all tell you a similar one. story. Yeah. yeah. Hey, every Biggie single did. one. But like. <laughs> Yeah, Biggie came from a college football, but right, yes, yeah. that was an exception. Right. Some of the newer uh, guys today have a little bit of a different path, but traditionally, yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, he cuts his promo and he's like, "I'm gonna be a champion." Neat. Then Tim, when you brought up AEW, or excuse me, when you brought up TNA in 2010, I thought you were gonna bring up this name as just a fuck with me a little bit. But in our next segment, we get Team TNA, Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, Sanjay Dutt, Satnam Singh. They're making their way. Psych, Satnam Singh gets pushed off the fucking ramp, which I thought yeah. was great, by FTR. Ah, see that motherfucker over there? He's gone. And then we get fights, right? Fights, 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 fights. And then FTR has Jeff Jarrett cornered in the ring, and they're going to give him, I forget what their finisher is called. the something the knees to the face wrestle slam the wrestle slam yeah i gotta give him the wrestle slam and out of the crowd comes karen oh. jarrett 
What? This Jeff Jarrett thing is getting worse. It's so, first of all, a couple things come to mind. Karen Jarrett was out in front and well ahead of her time of this Karen thing. Right? <laughs> she is Karen. <laughs> she yeah. She is Karen. But two, man, we've talked about how much we just, like, the Jeff Jarrett thing has got to go. Like, we don't want this around anymore. We don't know why it's here. Nobody wants this. Nobody really likes this. And then here comes the better the worst part of half? It, you know. <laughs> well, Side note, behind the scenes, is, is yeah. it weird that my better half calls me her lesser third? Is that a problem? Should I look into that? Yeah, all right. But yes, ask her, ask, ask her if she wants cake. Ask yeah, her if she wants yeah, cake. Yeah, she'll probably like cake. Yeah. yeah. Um, Karen Jarrett comes out. And, and, and so here's the thing. First thought, I swear to God, this was my first thought. I said, at the pay per view, Kurt Angle is going to angle slam FTR bald, and that's how they become champs. I, I was bald. like, I was like, Kurt Angle is going to be in AEW in like three weeks. Cause like that's how it infects it, right? It starts with a little thing, and then another thing, and then we get fucking abyss coming from the backstage in WWE out into the AEW crowd, and in a match with uh, Mister Anderson in 2024. Like this is where it's gonna go, and I don't want any of it. The other thing, and this this is where it has to lead to. Being serious, this is where it has to lead to. And I said this on our Twitter at Table Show. If you'd like to follow us while we live tweet during the show. If Max Caster doesn't drag Karen Jarrett in a rap, then what the fuck was any of this for? That that is the that is the ultimate yeah. boss is the Max Caster rap for Karen Jarrett, and then let's get I her just, off TV. And another thing that AEW did not do again, if I didn't come up watching TNA, yeah, who is she? Who the fuck is that to act yeah. like? Like, I guess I would gather from the last name that it's a wife, but why that was so shocking, because, like, I have no context of who she is, what she is, to the thing. Now, they can't always stop everything they're doing and give a historical speech on everybody. I get it. But, like, on a debut, something. Something. Well, I would understand. Now, you can do two and two plus four, where it's Karen Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett. Okay, so then that's his wife. Right. Right. Like that's his wife. You could do that and be like, "Wow, well, that's a that's a mean bitch, right? She she loves her man and right, not know anything red about pants, how, ready to yeah, fucking kick some ass. not know anything about how stupid her character is." Um. So yeah, Karen Jarrett. Now, one thing I forgot to uh, mention, and I'm going to backtrack to then go forward. I forgot to mention after commercial break, Renee Paquette is backstage interviewing Orange Cassidy. Yeah, and uh, she says, "Hey." 20 fucking people asked for a title shot against you <laughs> at double or nothing. Love and he goes, okay, cool. Yeah, then that's it'll 20 be fucks it is. 20 people, 21. Hey, we're in Vegas. Uh, let's call it the blackjack uh, battle Royal. Yep. Ah. And then he's like, you want in it? And she's like, I'm yeah, in yeah. It. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, unless you yeah. want in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyone did it. <laughs> so, I wanted to ask you what what do you think is the blackjack battle royal without any other explanation? Well, haven't they done? Is this another one of those where it's like 
first group comes in. What do they call Ooh. those? Yeah, a battle royal. Mm-hmm. Right, where the, the those are the casino battle royals. So maybe right, this yeah. is something different. But that's usually the format. It's groups of five, mm-hmm. and then there's the Joker. Which so, I would think would be the champion. Right. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's not a Joker. Yeah. It's just a champion. Yeah, I don't know. But at any rate, I mean, again, we'll have picks to come, but I don't see that being where he loses the title. It, now, I'll say Unless this. Unless there's a surprise entrant. Or if you're just saying, hey, we want him to go off in a feud without the belt, it's an easy way for... But not look like he sucks. Right. Right. Someone throw him over without it, with being eliminated. and then, Somebody came and pulled him over the top. Now he's got to yeah. fight that person because whatever. Yeah, and then Bandito is your international champion. You know, something like that. I could see something like that happen. Yeah, could be. Yeah, it's going to be Bandito. Um, Which is Spanish for Bandito? For Luchasaurus. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Crazy enough, right? Yeah, It's crazy the chance Luchasaurus gets in Mexico. Yeah, is that true? You'll just have to go to Google Translate and figure it out. Figure it out yourselves. We don't help you. Um, all right. Then where am I here? Uh, it probably definitely Renee... was Iron Sheik, wasn't it? I'm feeling pissed that like the site that I use isn't factually accurate. And I'm going to have to find I it. could be wrong. Look, I, look, I could be wrong. I, I rationally got mad at no, no one. But I feel like, like it's Sheik. 10 minutes I feel ago. Like I, that's where I'm like, why didn't I catch that? Because I, I mean, feel like I that's the story I played in my head. As soon as you said it, I was like, wait a minute. Fuck. <laughs> and, well, Maybe I should wait until G- the last minute to do to put these together. Yeah, preparation. You know who cares? Um, who prepares for anything? Just happen. By the Take way, you life sh- as it happens. It's a free podcast, and that's why I don't have a whole lot of time. To, so you should donate, and maybe I'll have more time to. There it is. There yeah. it is. All right. Uh, so we go backstage after Karen Jarrett, and Renee Paquette is interviewing Darby Allen. It can't and- get any worse, right? We don't know other Jarretts, right? No, the other only one. The Do they only have any other Jared's one. coming up training in the wrestling industry. No, the only other one I know is Jerry, and he just died. So certainly they do, right? It's like one of their daughters going to be on fucking fucking rampage coming up in a couple months or something. Hope not. Uh, Renee Paquette she interviews Darby Allen, and before um, they can really even get into it, Sammy Guevara rolls up and is like, "Hey, man, I respect you. Okay, I respect you." And one thing we got to make sure MJF ain't leaving champion, which Tim, I don't know where you landed with this promo, but it told me Sammy Guevara works for MJF. Yes. Right. Yeah. Why would he be trying to tell him that now when we didn't get a build up to that? Um, well, we got the whole, Hey, Sammy's going to lay down for MJF. Well, now it's a four way. So, but we didn't get the, now I'm not actually gonna until this moment. Correct. Right. Right. Like, we didn't mm-hmm. get this spot where like, he's like, maybe I won't do this for you. And MJF's like, you mm-hmm. fucking better. Right. We didn't get any of that. Right. Yeah. Am I, am I missing right. anything? No, I haven't that? seen it. And, and yeah. to the best of my ability, knowing the story, I'm pretty certain Sammy hasn't got paid that exorbitant amount of money he wrote Correct. down on that check. So, I mean, it fits where he may have come to the conclusion that, like, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to try to win this thing. But then, like, I've never got the feel from any of these folks. Well, scratch that. With Darby and with... With... Um, Jungle Boy? Jungle Boy. They've both kind of said, 
look, you're the worst, MJF, right? But, like, I didn't get the feel that, like, they're just as happy if one of the others win and it's just not MJF, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like if MJF has it, is the same as if Sammy Guevara has it in right to them Darby Allen's eyes, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was the thing is they I think they all three said, Hey, the cancer in AEW is MJF, but that doesn't mean that Jungle Boy is gonna be much better. It's gonna be me, not the other person. So yeah, that whole idea that at all costs we gotta make sure MJF doesn't win the championship or retain the championship. Seems a little fishy. That's why I was like, Sammy, you up to something? Mm-hmm. You up to something? Um, speaking of up to something, we get former enemies, now best friends. In our next matchup, we have the Outcast, Ruby Soho and Tony Storm taking on Hikaru Shida and Dr. Britt Baker. Well, this was supposed EMD. to be a triple threat to, you know, With six Hater. tag, but apparently Jamie mm-hmm. Hader's injured. But or that's what they're telling us she's injured. Uh, yeah. Now she could be needing rest from being banged up sure. and not actually injured, right? Correct. Hey, or there could be any number of things where I caution and but to me it was news. I put it in the news because Tony Khan announced on Twitter injury, yeah. right? Right. If it turns out it's a storyline because she needed a break to go home for something is what it is. But well, the news was Tony Khan said she's fucking injured to me, you know, but that's what I'm saying. It could be, Hey, I rolled my ankle. Can you give me this week off? Yes, you are injured. Hey, but Tony, I'll be good by double or nothing. Right. Okay, cool. We'll but it make sounds cooler match. to say the outcast injured her in a beat down. Then right. she stepped exactly. out of the car wrong and landed on a piece of trash and fucking, you know, yeah. rolled or, her it was, again, or a legit hey. in ring thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, my shoulder fucking hurts. I don't want to move it this week. Okay, that's fine. It's not really needed. I went to move Luchasaurus's shoulder pad out of the way, and I fucking cut my finger. Yeah. As soon as I grabbed it, he said, Bandito! And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? So, um, Luchasaurus? Uh, So, yeah. So, we get former enemies here. Britt Baker and Hikaru Shida working together. Credit to them. For at least acknowledging, hey, are we fucking good here before we fight these other women? Because in WWE wrestling trope, it's we fought each other eight months ago, but now we need to fight them. Okay, cool. We're best friends. Yeah, let's go get them. And in this, at least it was, hey, I'm going to make sure that you're cool with me. Yeah, I'm cool with you. Okay, then now let's go. So I like that little detail of. They just didn't completely ignore their history. Yeah. They were aware of it, and we're just we're like, let's just make sure it that we beat up. Makes more sense ones. when it's like, hey, listen, we're not cool, but like, I I get that, like, I'm not your target right now, right? Like, so let's go beat this down. Right, and this force might be bigger than me by myself, so I might need your help. Yeah, right. and this match was good. Again, it wasn't before the main event, so I always credit them for doing that. The Outcast win, though. By pinfall, the t- Tony Storm hit her finisher, or what is it called? I wrote it down here. Storm Zero on Britt Baker, DMD, and picked up the victory. And then later on in the night, uh, Tony Storm gets a shot at Jamie Hayter at double or nothing. So what do you think about that matchup? Now it's roles reversed going into a pay-per-view. I think the match will be fine, right? The storyline... I felt like we had higher hopes and I, and I don't want to hate on it because I, I, I want to remind myself like, well, that's my fault. 
right? Like, I think we thought this was mm-hmm. going to be something bigger than it's turned out to be, but it's been fine, and that match will be good. And, I mean, I keep trying to remind myself, I mean, that's that's the world champion involved in this, you know, but it just, it feels, I don't know, it feels like all this has just kind of been, you know, a B plus. Well, I will say this. Credit to AEW for, they haven't said in the most important feud in women's AEW history, the outcasts are looking to take over the women's division. They haven't said anything like that. So for us, like you said, we kind of said, oh my God, blood and guts. You got these five women and these five women. Well, it's not actually that. Okay, cool. Well, but then it's going to be these three. Well, it's not going to be that either. Okay, well, then oh, it's well, going to be a triple. Rip Baker's no. going to be the Hulk Hogan. Like, yeah, it's not that either. Well. <laughs> we still got a pay-per-view pick. Okay, I'll all right. <laughs> still, got still got a pay-per-view pick. Okay. The moment they oh, mention a surprise yeah. buddy. Oh, it's time to boy. Ring the bell. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, guess what? One of them calls themselves the medium-sized woman. It's time to... <laughs> Yep. Oh, you love that when Scott Hall referred to himself as the medium-sized man. He's like six mm-hmm. six, fucking three hundred yeah, pounds. Fucking massive, <laughs> bigger than linebackers in the NFL. But, I'm medium-sized. Medium-sized guy. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, but guess fit what? Through if my I'm, fucking front door. <laughs> but if I'm wrong on this pick, guess what, everyone? It doesn't fucking matter. I don't care. What if you're right? As long as it's fun. Then. Yeah, right. Well, then we're fucking, we're pimping this out. We're going to make videos about it. Yeah, look at this. He's the smartest man in wrestling. Look how big his brain is. The timestamp king. He can tell you the future right fucking now. Oh my God, that's a character we should do. No, we shouldn't. Let's get back into the action. Timestamp T-Mac. Next up, (laughs) timestamp T-Mac. He can tell you what's going to happen in fake fighting. (laughs) Um, hey, we get a false count anywhere match next up. Chris Jericho looking every bit his age, taking on Roderick Strong, looking every bit of his age. And these guys have a old Donnie Brook, huh? A little old fisticuffs everywhere in the arena, yeah. including outside of it. Yeah, we have a hashtag tweet table about that, also from Brian J. Bay says Jericho and Strong in the stairwell ice cream street fight hashtag tweet the table yeah we got a little soft serve action in there um i like you know some good visuals of them actually going outside and just fighting in this you know like a random foyer if you will yeah and that one area where they were like on a ledge somehow i yeah, was like what like the fuck like a, if you guys raised slip, bed yeah <laughs> yeah like if you guys slip you're fucked um that was you know crazy. the fucking like grounds maintenance person was like what the fuck happened here last night <laughs> yeah. Why is there scuff marks up on the roof? Looks like an ass print right here in the middle yeah. of the fucking mulch. <laughs> why is this sticky? Why Why did I get sick touching this? Yeah. Um, I will say the funniest moment for me in the match was they were fighting next to some vendor workers. I don't know what you call it. A kiosk. Yeah. And the women were actual workers and <laughs> were just astonished. No, nobody fucking smartened them up for this. No. Nope. <laughs> And they were just so shocked about what they were seeing. It was so hilarious. Yeah. Well, because you know I how like- that works, right? They're probably there uh, as volunteers hoping to get some money for their, you know, school forensics team. 
Mm-hmm. You know, this is how the venue doesn't have to pay actual workers, right? They give them a you know a small amount of what they actually would have had to pay if they paid people an actual wage to work there. So then, those people have no clue why they're there. You know, they're they're not there for the venue. They don't know who's performing tonight. They think it's nope. a fucking Taylor Swift concert or some shit. And Whatever. here comes Chris Jericho with a chest that looks like the front of a '68 Ford truck, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> And then Roderick Strong, who's like five two, right? And they just start taking ice cream and smashing each other's face. And yeah, they had to be like, "What in the fuck is this?" A story they're going to tell for the rest of their lives. Yeah. So here I was working for twelve dollars an hour, and all of a sudden, this old man with hair plugs grabs the fork out of my hand and starts throwing it at a man in his underwear. What the fuck was that? I don't know. Yeah, and a bunch of people were cheering it on. I have no idea. No wonder I'm trying to move. Um, all yeah, this was- so we can fucking. Fund the debate team. <laughs> yeah. So we can get so we can get killed by the state university team in a volleyball wreck. We have to pay game. to park the bus at the next track yeah. meet. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love America, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's the best. It is the best. So yeah, I mean, hey look, Street Fight all this was fine. Again, I don't I'm still not bought in on I give Adam a shit Cole. about Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho. Yeah. Now, it was fun, right? Because they were banned from the building. Mm-hmm. So as soon as they got out Which of is, the I think building, I said that last week, right? Hey, hey, I picked this. We need to... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's timestamp Tim. Yeah. Oh, he you knows mean you watch television future. and you can pick up on patterns? Great. <laughs> Great. You're like a zoo animal. <laughs> oh, my... <laughs> It's like a minimum bar of intelligence. Like, oh, seeing a reoccurring thing happen. (laughs) No, you're like that goddamn corgi picking basketball games (laughs) and just (laughs) fucking hitting it. The Warriors won again. Crazy. He's got advanced knowledge. (laughs) Or he just fucking guessed. I don't know. Who knows? Um, All right. So, yeah, it was cool. Uh, He does get outside of the stadium or the building, and then that's when Adam Cole lays him out. Roderick Strong gets the victory, which is good because he needs a victory to debut in AEW. We move on. Next up, Jungle Boy almost dies in a match with Roosh. Did you see the spot I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah, he almost died. That was incredible. Like, you could have not had a main event if this goes two inches the other way. Uh, Roosh also... got Kempered up in here. Oh, easy. Too soon. Um, Also... It felt too like soon. Roosh, yeah, too soon. Come on. Uh, it felt like <laughs> Roosh was dominating this matchup, which I don't think is thought necessarily that was interesting. the story you wanted to tell yeah. about Jungle Boy. Yeah, so that was interesting. Think? I thought because we've never before. It's one thing if you want to tell like, hey, Jungle Boy can survive the monsters that beat people up, but we haven't really right. told that with Roosh. Yeah, no, Roosh is just Roosh. Yeah, yeah he's just a Roosh. good wrestler. It's a guy. Yeah. yeah. What did you say Jericho's chest looked like? <laughs> the front of a 68 Dodge or something like that. <laughs> That's really wide, right? Like, it's like really, the headlights are really off to the real, the far side, right? Like they are flush to the, oh my to God, the, yeah. to the margins. <laughs> oh my God. That's the best. 
<laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Jungle Boy wins. And then after the match, uh, the, the faction tries to beat up on uh, um, Jungle Boy, Darby, Sammy, make the save. Then they all stare at each other like they're, I don't know, long lost brothers. And we yeah. move on. Now, you know, here's the thing. One of the, the funnest thing. parts of this oh, sometimes for me is, you know, when we have a funny moment and you're laughing, right? Well, you move on. The stream is a few seconds behind, and I have the stream up for health. And then I just see, see the laughter going on later. <laughs> and I have to pretend not to still be laughing. <laughs> uh, that's All right, anyway, sorry. Uh, peek behind the curtain. <laughs> peek behind the curtain. There you go, huh? You want to know the backstage workings of Spanish announce table? Do Tim and Tom talk on days they're not recording? Ooh. You donate. Maybe we'll give you some of that. Info. Oh, hey, what color socks I'm wearing tomorrow? Oh man, are their wives friends? Are their wives uh, happy with them doing a podcast on Thursday <laughs> nights? <laughs> well, find out. No, no, give your us wife a might dollar. like that you're doing it. <laughs> no. hey, we're gonna make a website and give you a Patreon exclusive the day before and then someone's gonna screenshot it and just put it as a tweet that'll make us money spoiler uh, alert my wife doesn't like that i do the podcast on thursday oh really <laughs> you know how many times I'm i've sorry. had to be like it's not stupid <laughs> oh you know how many times you know how many times my wife goes like get downstairs like get the fuck out it go that's what i was like get. i was like i get the feel where your wife's like please I yeah, can't read stop. with you fucking yeah. talking, yelling yeah. at the TV. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I went off it's the side baking championship. Here. Stop getting mad about it. <laughs> Justice for Jai. That's a real thing. Um, but uh, quick side quest. I went on a rant because I'm just a fucking maniac. Obviously, you saw mm-hmm. probably 20 minutes ago. Uh, I hate this is a this is a pet peeve of mine. And it's the dumbest thing I get hung up on. But I hate. When we call anything gate. So like deflate mm. gate yeah, or water spy gate because Watergate, just a quick history lesson for any maybe of our international listeners, because we got millions. Um, it's called Watergate because Watergate was the hotel in which the spine was occurring. Yeah, there wasn't a type of gate that there was wasn't a type here. of gate. <laughs> yeah. Nope. So let's just hypothetically say that that took place at my friend shark baits mma and jiu-jitsu school you wouldn't call it deflate bait you're right you wouldn't call it spy bait yeah so you sound fucking stupid when especially, conspiracies are called gates especially when we are 60 years removed from that thing happening right like right. i get it in the 90s when all the boomers were now adults and that happened yeah. when they were coming Ooh. of age. So it like pinged like, oh, Watergate, deflate. Well, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, I get it. But anybody our age and younger doesn't even know what the fuck that reference means now. Well, and the other thing that makes me the most aggravated with it is it's smart people who say it. It's people that write for publications like the New York Times or the Washington Post. And it's like, you all should be better at this than the fucking True. dum-dums that live on the country roads of places. I don't know the fucking names of, you know what I mean? Like that's where I get the most aggravated is with the smart people, not the dumb people. I get it. They're dumb, but you smart people should be better. Fucking get idiot better at that. It's not aware. Yeah. They're the idiot. So I yeah. Can't fault them. <laughs> yeah. You know, isn't that great? 
God, don't you wish you were just like, don't you wish you were just dumb enough to like still get excited that Fast and Furious movies were coming out? <laughs> like, don't you wish like that was the level of dumb you were? <laughs> I remember you asked me recently, you were like, you like the Fast and Furious? I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, God, I hope you'd not about to tell me that you do. <laughs> like, well, 10 years we've out, been friends. <laughs> yeah, shout out to a listener who I won't name, but he does. And credit to you. We talked about it. Um, there's a big spoiler in this fast uh, okay. furious that I read. So, but well, yeah, I get, I, I, I get look. falling into a, a, a universe, right. <laughs> and then like being enthralled by it, but no, I never got started. And it's one of those where I'm like, well, I'm definitely not going to now that there's been like 10 of these fucking things. Like I'm not yeah. going back and watching them all. So no, definitely no, no. have I love that line. <laughs> yeah. That's a great you just one. wish that you were just dumb enough to be excited about a new fast <laughs> and furious. <laughs> oh it's a good one good yeah it's a good one all right hey so this is where i wanted to pick your brain a little bit too about a storyline that i get it but also if we're being consistent get someone in some hot water so after the whole three pillars look at each other and do the captain america our powers combined bullshit renee paquette is backstage and she tries to interview mjf and before she really could even get a question out he smacks the mic out of her hand. Now, okay, right? MJF is upset. He doesn't want to talk about this. Storyline, and again, I don't give a fuck about backstage. I'm telling you what I know from what they've told me on screen. She's married to John Moxley. Moxley is a psychopath. I know is he, not he beat get mad about this. Like that's what yeah. I'm saying. And I know that MJF has beat Brian Danielson and John Moxley for the AEW championship defending and then obviously defeating one of them. But collectively Blackpool combat club might go peeking around where MJF is staying and might beat his ass for fucking punking out Renee Paquette like this. So that's where it's like, yeah, do I, that to Alex Marvez or someone. I guess I just, yeah, Marvez would have been better. I guess I just also don't understand like wh- why is MJF in this mood now? I don't think we got a great explanation on that of like why he's like so worried. Was well, just I just think the he's like of it being a fatal. Yeah, forward, I think I, guess? I think he's nervous because you don't have to lose the championship. Like you don't have to be pinned yeah. to lose the championship. So maybe he just that's went from the doing the MJF stick of like nothing gets me down. Yeah. Like I'm better than you are to all now. Like visibly, I'm speaking. Well, they're working now. together. Yeah, they're yeah. working together against me. Like no, no, no. Um, so that happened, and then we come back, and as mentioned, Tony Storm talks about how she's getting a title shot at Double or Nothing. Then we get into our main event match not the main event segment but the main event match which i thought was interesting it is absolute ricky starks taking on i don't know rubber band gold switchblade i jay white i just someone help me here guys what is it tell me the match tell me the fucking promo or the match where i'm like that's it yeah because i ain't seeing it i am not and especially look i misspoke last week i think it was i said the floor was carl anderson i was wrong the floor is juice robinson juice robinson is fucking trash like the presentation the look the promo the sound the rest all of it is bad just bad now he might be a good person i liked him as cj whatever the fuck it is you know cj 
sure. That was fun. But this rock hard uh, caveman look, fuck off. Like, nope. And Jay White isn't much better. Rock hard caveman would be better than rock hard Juice Robinson. Like, if you came yeah. out in a caveman gimmick and you were rock hard, the well, caveman. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's great. Brian J. Brian J. said in a tweet where he put a side by side of the, uh, remember the caveman commercials? Yeah. Geico. And then Juice Robinson. Yeah. And then Juice Robinson. And it was like the same fucking Very, person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If he was rock hard was his name and he was a caveman. Mm-hmm. Oh, he had a rock. Yeah. Oh, they, they had a hard rock. Yeah. That's his whole thing. Why are you called rock hard? This, this rock is hard. Rock hard. Then I might get a rock hard <laughs> shirt. <laughs> yeah. Rock hard. Yeah. That's his whole thing. Rock hard. Be like what's up with that shirt? Be like, oh, you got to watch wrestling to get it. Rock hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, so who do you think is going to win in the main event between the four pillars at Double or Nothing? Rock hard! Then you start the music, right? It like does like a drum, drum, like a da-da, and then everybody goes, rock hard! Rock hard! And he walks out Yeah, they get a chant, rock hard, Yeah, look, see? Iris, Tony Khan. Rock hard! Yeah. Rock hard! Yeah, that's the... Man, I might write that shit. Rock hard. Mm, mm, rock hard. Mm, mm, rock hard. Mm, mm. Man, yeah. Fuck yeah. If we have any musically inclined fans. Yeah, do it. Get us a remix of rock that right hard, there. Mm, mm, rock hard. Mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And yeah, then yeah. Big, <laughs> and big Bill can be the roadie. Yeah, oh, yeah. Gosh. He the mics. Yeah, yeah. He gives a big boot to one of the microphones that isn't needed. And then here he comes. Yeah, that's out. the end Rock scene. Hard. At the end of the video is him giving the big boot to the mic stand. <laughs> Rock hard. Rock hard. Rock hard. Yeah, that's the fucking tit. Um this wasn't. Whatever this was. <laughs> I mean, what is this? Ricky Starks. I will say this was interesting. I will say this. The match was what it was. But we get a DQ finish where Ricky Stark says, I'm tired of this bullshit, and just hits everyone with the chair. Not the ref, obviously, but he hits Ricky Starks. He hits Juice Robinson with the chair. Where do you think that leads to? Maybe a no DQ match at double or nothing? Yeah. Maybe that, or I'll take you both on. Handicap match. You know what he should grab if it's a two-on-one match? Rock hard! <laughs> Rock hard! <laughs> Rock hard Rock Ricky Starks. Hard. He can just take the gimmick. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> screw the, screw yeah. the absolute. Rock hard Ricky <laughs> Starks. Rock hard. Fits, Rock I like hard. If I was to try to sell somebody on rock hard Juice Robinson or rock hard Ricky Starks, rock hard Ricky Starks works a lot better. Yeah. Rock hard. Yeah. Yeah. You know who should do that is Warhorse. Warhorse should be rock hard, not Warhorse, but whatever his real name is. That would because he or he could just yeah, I mean he could just incorporate the rock hard into like his fucking phrase. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now pet rock. That's what, he has to have the yeah. pet rock in his hand. Fucking that's the rock. fucking yeah. rock. Hard. That's what that's what puts it over. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because then you get to use the rock in the matches, right? I'm picturing ourselves sitting 
in St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know where you know where I'm talking about. Sitting there, I forget the name of the venue, but you know, yeah, the crowd chanted rock, rock hard. hard. The opponent grabs the rock. The thunderous boos. <laughs> War horse grabs rock. it. Yeah. yeah. War horse grabs it. Yeah. And then yeah. we all just go rock hard, rock hard, rock hard. Oh, yeah, it's being wasted on this Juice Robinson guy. Yeah, the this worst. Oh, Dallas. Worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The aborted idea of Bo Dallas, rock hard Juice Robinson. Don't like it. Um, so, yeah, anyhow, Ricky Starks takes them both out. Juice then... Robinson feels like if somebody tried to badly explain the Bo Dallas gimmick to you. Juice Robinson seems like. <laughs> who, who did you mention earlier in 1993? WCW. Uh, Sid beat in t- 32 seconds or oh, whatever. Gosh, that was. Who was that? Who <laughs> was? Who did he beat? Van Hammer. Van Hammer. Yeah, he <laughs> seems like the long lost child of Van Hammer. Yes. Van Hammer should have done the rock hard. Rock hard. Van oh, Hammer. That's fucking, that's fucking cool. Um, okay, now we get to the real main event, and this again injected in my veins. I'm on one tonight, guys. I tell you what, my hockey team got eliminated from the playoffs. I'm mad. I got time on my hands. Um, didn't get shots off Tony quickly. I watched three games of that series, and they just bad didn't shoot passing. quick enough. Well, and bad passing, not. Well, good I think that's it. Management. Like I think they would. Yeah, they would. They would get scared to take the shot themselves. It seems like. And then oh, they and just that first goal. They wouldn't get it the off. First quick goal. Too calm. First goal. The defender didn't fucking have good puck management, so the Dallas forward just took it from him. And Grubauer's fucking awesome, but he can't do a hundred fucking block yeah. shots. So one of Tell them you, got through. I've never really watched hockey for that length of time like I did these last couple weeks. Hockey goes hard. Hockey's Jeez, awesome. You just get a fucking body, motherfuckers, all game long in hockey. I tell you what, and play the video games. If you're into video games, play a hockey video game. It's so hard to play anything else. Because, like, you can do it passive, and then you can also do it active, and it's still moving to where it stimulates your brain. It's fucking good. Um, so, yeah, the main event uh, segment it was. Uh, Tony Schiavone introduces, I tell you what, the scum of the earth. This motherfucker, when he goes to hell, or excuse me, when he dies, he's going to have to look up to see hell. He is scum of the earth. I love how much Tony Schiavone hated this moment. Oh, yeah. I'm not happy Look at what you fucking did. (laughs) Look at it, you punk. He's a shit. Yeah, it wasn't like a, hey, can we tell you? He's like, no, look at you, jerk. You scumbag. (laughs) I would call you a scumbag if I didn't think it would be such an insult to bags filled with scum. Piece of shit. (laughs) So here was the interesting thing is Tony Schiavone says, hey, why? And Don Callis, who can't even get a word in, getting Dominic Mysterio type levels yeah. of heat. They were calling him piece of shit. Yeah, just everything. And he's like, well, guess what? I'm the reason Kenny Omega is Kenny Omega. And I'm the reason. All about-. But then he gets interrupted and here comes Kenny Omega and he's mad. But we have security blocking him off. So then he's like, oh, really? You're going to have me beat up all these security guides? Okay. Okay. And so as he approaches security guards, well, guess what happens next? Blackpool Combat Club. And they beat up old Kenny Omega. And they jump him. And they're boom, 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 boom. And then old John Moxley hits him with the old paradigm shift. Yeah, pow! 
right? Right on your noggin. And then they get in the ring and they're like, see, this is what we do. We run wrestling. We are wrestling. We're wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. And then here comes Super Kick Party. And they're walking out with a trash can full of other things. And they're like, guess what? We're going to beat them up. So it's three on four. And everyone says it's three on four. What's going to happen? And then motherfucking eye patch hangman Adam Page. And a cool eye patch too, right? This isn't string with a black piece of fabric. This is a leather. It has like rivets. Look at it. It's glorious. It looks like a saddle for his eye. It's the best eye patch for the best wrestler on the face of God's green earth. And he comes out. This looks like an eye patch that like a colonial person would wear because they knew like I've been blind since birth. Right. This was made for me to last for 40 years. Long story short, this eye patch fucks. You get what I'm saying? Like this is that kind of an eye patch. Yeah. That's what it does. You know what it would do? It would grab other eye patches and go rock hard, rock hard, rock hard. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> they should run with it. Hey, they would 100%. Three man band should have been doing this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if there's a fucking luchasaurus, of course there should be a guy named rock hard with a rock. That's hard. Anyhow. Um, so here it comes. <laughs> Well, then you can get soft rock to take them on, right? (laughs) Soft pebble. Oh, soft pebble could be like a Yanni type of act. Right. You know, like, I mean, that's where you get soft rock, right? Like, it's just easy listening. Yeah, it's a smooth. Like Ario Speedwagon, right? It's like a, like, like a, um, oh, who's the fucking, uh, hey i'm going up hey bob dylan yeah you could have like Mm -hmm. a bob dylan kind of feel you know hey everyone here we are in a new town right and we get rock hard versus soft rock (laughs) or they're a tandem they're the yin and the yang the opening act and the closer oh that's how they wrestle soft rock comes out but gets his ass kicked yeah. and the hot tag comes to rock hard and rock hard and gets the clotheslines and every oh my god i've already booked the matches feels like memphis 1972 right here <laughs> and the soft rock has to have a receding hairline fuck that if you got a full head of hair it's gotta be the fucking 1968 little rock arkansas <laughs> yeah right here oh hell yeah he wear oh he drives a fucking Volkswagen Beetle. Soft Rock does. He's like, hey guys, how's everyone go? And then you get a rock fucking, hard. Yeah, has a 1984 Camaro. Got what up, Z, everyone? Yeah, T top. Yeah, just does fucking donuts and dual exhaust. Fucking, yeah, he does donuts during a funeral. Rock hard. <laughs> but it is as to tribute the the yeah. departed, right? Yeah motherfucking steve i feel like we are just describing warhorse <laughs> i feel like maybe we should just write for warhorse <laughs> warhorse get at us we got ideas <laughs> steve forever motherfucker <laughs> yes. a steve miller band tattoo on his neck like cody rhodes <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Oh my 
he has every he has every fucking almond brother tattooed on the yeah, back of his right. spine. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Stairway to heaven. Like where the kids get the like word uh, on the back on their neck, he gets the stairway to heaven right there. <laughs> oh. oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> Woo! Okay, but then here we go. Mm-hmm. Hangman's out. Eye patch. And he looks over and Hangman, or excuse me, and then Kenny Omega has two weapons. He has a trash can lid and a broom with barbed wire on it. This is the cleaner. And he goes, and he goes, here you go. Because that was the whole thing was would Kenny Omega and Hangman be able to coexist? And now here we go. So they come out. Ah, boom, bada, boom, bada, bow, bow, boom, boom. And then exactly how it went down. Blackpool Combat Club, powder out. They go away. And here comes Hangman, and he says, Guess what, motherfuckers? We're gonna fight you in anarchy in the arena. And the elite are back. Yep. And then the crowd crazy. Crowd was great yes. all night. You know what? Swear to God, I think I heard. Rawhard. Mm. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's too much. Um, but then that's oh fuck yeah, man. So anarchy in the arena, Blackpool Combat Club, second time in this for them, taking on the elite. Now, if we go back to the first anarchy in the arena match, this was when Eddie Kingston fucking was on God level, coming out with blood in his face and a gas can and that's also when the match started and they did the new jack tribute where moxley's music kept playing and they yeah. kept fighting what do you think is going to happen in this fucking thing? i mean i think it's going to be similar to that right i think we, you know we had the stadium stampede and i think we measured anarchy in the arena against that because they're similar gimmicks here yep except stadium stampede i think stood alone so much by itself that like and its presentation was different that like it kind of can't be matched so anarchy in the arena makes more sense to move forward. So I think we're going to get that, right? We're going to get this brutal yep. thing where they're fighting everywhere. We're not going to get, you know, now he's dead. <laughs> like we're not going to get Matt Hardy, you know, giving the thumbs up and, and drowning in four different versions of himself. Right? <laughs> the best. The best. Like, well, I, as much as I miss that, right, we're not going to get that with here. This has to be a, the gimmicks are aside. The Young Bucks aren't showing up in their frilly, stupid outfits, we're here for a fight. Well, yeah, because honestly, if we're being completely, you know, real with ourselves, Stadium and the Stampede is a fantastic pre-taped match. If you can do 100% no fans can see this kind of bullshit, Stadium Stampede is your fucking thing. But if you're saying, hey, we got to give them something like that to a live audience, right? then it's this. Then it's anarchy. And the only thing that I, I worry about is, you know, Blackpool Combat Club were so physical in that first match, right? We had, I mean, I, I believe this was also when uh, Brian, no, it was how Jericho was choking Brian Danielson with the with the rope. They took the, the top rope off, choking him with that. And then uh, Hager had the ankle locked. And that's how the match ended is Danielson passed out. Right. So I just don't know how we can go like, okay, and then you know what can go after that? 
you know this like uh, well, that was pretty you know who fucking can extreme. come up with that is the sick fucking twisted minds of like brian danielson and john moxley so maybe we're gonna well, yeah, get that's something true. right these yeah. guys find a way to be like jesus christ guys tone it down in 2023 yeah. so i'm gonna wait and see i think we'll get we'll get brutal i know that just will it stick out from the other one or anything else of this nature that remains to be seen the one thing that i hope to see in a quick order because I know we only got two weeks. But if you look at all eight competitors, the weakest as far as stature is Yuta. And this is where Yuta might need to go on some solo do missions and taking out, yeah, take out a Matt Jackson or take out a yeah. Kenny Omega's knee or something. He needs to make he us needs wonder to... where that broomstick went. Yes. He needs to have another fucking shirt where he's covered in blood, right? Like yeah. after this needs to be another yeah, one of like, his like, what the yeah, fuck? he maybe grabs one of the young bucks, drags them into a closet. He comes out with a bunch of blood on him and we don't see that young buck for a month, right? Like something yes. where we're just like, the fuck did Wheeler do? Yeah. And you could have, um, the elite still win, but Matt Jackson's gone. Right. Yeah. Everybody's like, yeah. uh, we don't talk about that. Right. They just don't even want to like. They they go ghost white when anybody brings up the name, right? And yeah. then when Wheeler you, comes around, everybody's like, everybody's a little weird. Even the Blackpool Combat Club's kind of like fucking giving him the side eye, like, you fucking watch him while I go to the bed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, keep an eye on him. Yeah. So that is our AEW Dynamite episode with a couple side quests and side missions that we got off for a little bit. Wheeler into the pillman of this group. Where he starts doing that, where they're kind of like, shit, I don't, maybe we shouldn't have brought this kid in. Right? Like, yeah. he's fucking, we've nuts. taught him too much. Yeah, yeah we've he's taught him too nuts. much. Not like that. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Frankenstein's monster yeah. kind of an idea. Mm hmm. Oh, that's a good idea. I like that. We got to rein him in. And he's like, Tony, you ain't raining shit in, solid gold ideas on this episode. Solid. Rock hard. Rock hard. Oh, we know the episode title for this week. So, as a reminder, hit up all of the things. The SpanishDownsTable.net. We're on all the social medias, the YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Find us there. Donate some money to us. Buy our shirt. Do all those things. And until next week, please. Happy birthday, Tim. Yeah, happy birthday to me. And please be our wrestling friend. The Spanish Announce Table.